Hey folks, quick announcement before this week's episode. Our good friend Taylor's sibling, Fennel, is raising funds on GoFundMe for their gender-affirming surgery. We would really appreciate it if you would consider supporting Fennel and check out their GoFundMe page. Link will be in the episode description. Thank you. The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Dane and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. My name is Derek Aiello. I'm a writer, director, an avid tabletop RPG player, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane, writer, musician, podcaster, lover of tabletop RPGs. So it's been a year. I, I, I can't believe it's uh, the end of the year. <laughs> it's uh, it's really getting there, isn't it? Yeah, like we've got like a month uh, <laughs> and I I don't know. I feel like this year was surprisingly busy yeah yeah oh yeah like maybe it was because the year before wasn't as busy but knowing you and i we do a pretty good job at keeping ourselves busy so the fact that we both agree that it did feel more busy than usual i think speaks to just how busy it has been that's uh yeah that's about that's about right that's about right (laughs) yeah yeah i've 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 had like a year of just so much i you know yeah i I applied to law school this year that's that's probably the the one that um that uh shook things up the most (laughs) yeah i can imagine uh yeah i've i've done a lot more of the same but a lot more audio editing this year than previous years so (laughs) a lot more really changed for me at least (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this was something that I think you and I, this the, this week's topic in particular, this is something that I think you and I have talked about a lot about the idea of like tools, right? The tools mm-hmm. we use, the tools we have, the tools that we use to create the things we want to make and so on and so forth. And how I think in, we normally talk about like how it's not that you necessarily need tools to do these things, but you know, like these tools eventually do ease that process and how like if you don't have the tools you shouldn't worry about that kind of stuff and you should just start doing the thing worry about the tools later right um fair yeah i feel like that's I mean, very much where we come from that's the world we come from at least yes with the caveat that you know certain art forms certain creative endeavors that you know they require certain tools right like you are not making a movie without a camera yeah just, it's not it's 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 not it's not happening you know like you're not mm-hmm. playing jazz without you know a musical instrument right like it's not right you need these things um so there are some tools that you like need need and then there are like what i would call uh auxiliary tools that help or like organize things or um make a difference and then um you know there are there are ever increasing qualities of of tools right like i have a piano uh and at the near the very top of that are steinway pianos right those are very different yeah but you know you need one you don't necessarily need the other right 
Yes, right. You need a piano, not not necessarily a Steinway piano. Uh, there, I <laughs> here's eventually, so, eventually. So yeah, like um, my dad is not like a super creative person, but he is a he's a cyclist, and his philosophy is never buy more bike than you can handle. Um, oh, which yeah, is to mean like, which is basically to mean like, you know, like no matter how much money you have, what does it matter if you shell out, you know, an extra few thousand dollars for like the top of the line bike? If you're not actually, it doesn't actually get any, you don't get anything out of it. Whereas like the upper echelon of pros can make that, can do things with that bike that, you know, that literally they can't, like they can tell the difference. Whereas like a beginner can't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, You know, like I play the piano, but I do not play at a level wherein um, having a Steinway would make a huge difference to me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it would not make, it would not be a very different experience. Um, And I have played on Steinways and I have a music degree. So like I can hear the difference, but I am not a good enough pianist to feel the difference. Right. Whereas like one of my professors, you know, the thing she could do on the, you know, concert piano in the university concert hall, that Steinway is very different than what she could do with the, you know, practice room garbage pianos. Right? (laughs) They're like, she would get frustrated because the, the instrument would fight her. So long story short, I think tools are really important, but they are not the art and they are not the, um, the artist. Like I bet you've met a lot of fellow filmmakers who have all the best tech in the world. Um, but it doesn't really make their films better. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody knows like just because you have a $50,000 cinema camera doesn't mean you can make a movie that looks like a Marvel movie, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's so many other factors to crafting something that a really expensive something rather won't fix, but the people that do know how to use those tools do craft beautiful images. And Mm -hmm. I think that that, you know, is a really interesting thing. Like, like I've been getting really into audio over the last year as probably listeners know. Um, And like, I'm at a point now where I can kind of hear the difference between different microphones, but I'm not quite at a point where owning a $3,000 microphone is going to make anything I do better. But Mm -hmm. the difference between a $20 microphone and a $200 microphone is going to make a difference for what I do. And that's interesting. It's an, it's an, it's an interesting quandary to be at, to think through, you know, like, does that make sense? Like, like, like when you're in between or, or, or like when you're at a point where you're like, I could fix this one thing that I've been working around with a tool that I could purchase or acquire or build. Right. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting position to be in. Cause when you get to that point, I think it's a very particular instance in which you kind of have like, in a lot, in, in some way, like you kind of have like infinite, there's infinite possibilities in that moment of what you do. Yeah, definitely. Like I remember the moment when I needed, I needed to buy a professional level saxophone. Like, and when I got it, I felt, uh, 
I felt like I had like suddenly I was like twice as good a musician when in reality the instrument was just helping me do the things I already knew how to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, so with that in mind, um, do you want to go over our, our top new tools or like ones we really enjoyed using this year? Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to start with your first? Yeah, I will start with my first because it's it's kind of a big it's a big object. Um, mm. I got a standing desk. Oh, I got a hand crank standing desk with wheels that is sixty inches wide and thirty inches deep. Which, for context, what I was using prior was a desk that was about forty eight inches, no, forty six inches long, and about twenty inches deep or 22 inches deep. So significantly larger desk space and having this bigger desk space has enabled me to set up everything that I need to have around me at all times, uh, which we'll go into later in the episode as we continue to list off our tools. It has enabled me to have everything set up in a way that I don't have to move things on and off my desk. Mm. For instance, with my old desk, if I wanted to say edit this podcast, I'd have to like remove one of my screens, put my speakers on the desk, plug in like all my cables, and then I could edit the podcast. And then when I was done, I could take it all apart, put my other screen back on, and we'd be done. Um, or if I wanted to uh, like video edit, I'd have to you know clear a bunch of things off so I could lay like six hard drives on the table, and that was a real pain. Or you know if I needed to work on Mac and PC at the same time, it, it just would get super complicated in terms of like layout. And it was a lot of moving things on and off that really slowed me down because there wasn't enough space on my desk to kind of just have all my tools be permanently out and about for me to use. Um, and having this bigger desk has enabled me to do that. And having it on wheels allows me to smooth, easily move the desk for when I have to film something for one of my other shows or take a meeting i can like fill i can like flip my desk to have a nice background versus my preferred like sort of like background like i prefer to have my desk against a window but in terms of like filming it's not like the most like good looking so flipping the desk sideways so i get a nice side window light is more is like easier and Mm -hmm. having it on wheels does that so it was like quite an expensive desk but i've gotten so many miles out of it and now I can stand um, and stretch at the same time while doing like editing and stuff, which is super great. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Um, so the the one I want to talk about the most right now is I shelled out like $80 for a custom planner. Whoa, a planner. Yeah, like paper planner because like uh-huh. I realized I was – Every week I was sitting down and writing out a week schedule fresh from scratch um, with like complete with like checklists and like timelines. Like it was like really intense. Um, and then I had to do like diet stuff um, for my health. And then suddenly I was tracking that and I was carrying loose papers and all this stuff. So I, I just like I shelled out and it has been amazing. Like I was like, oh, my God, I feel so much more on i like i understand what i'm doing like 
with my week and with my day and with my month. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. That was like, a, that was a good $80. Um, and kind of to go with that, I, I got separate notebooks, one for like just creative writing, one for a specific project, one for keeping track of, of recipes. And then this planner, like I finally like, like, you know how I used to carry around that one black book for everything? Yep. I have blown that up into multiple books now. <laughs> um, and that has been really good, like really, really good for my brain. Um, because then I'm not like flipping past poetry to figure out how many calories were in this, like, um, in this like <laughs> sauce I made last week, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's gotcha. not on top of what the the my to-do list and right like and 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 um and like it was a lot of m money to have it be like custom like that but yeah it was like it was it's weirdly worth it because i get to have it's like this really cool thing um called golden coil in case anyone wants to check it out um where like i have pages for my week that are separated into days so i can do like Here's my, like, like today, for example, I had, um, written in a phone call at noon and a, and recording tonight when we, when we record, um, on one side and then a checklist of like tasks I need to do versus like, um, appointments, so to speak. And then the next couple of pages are all about keeping track of my exercise and my diet. And that's been just awesome. And it's like, I feel really old being this excited about a planner. Um, but I am. And, and like you said, like you, the desk being expensive, like sometimes it's worth it just for the yeah. convenience. 100%. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you like how much time I've saved and also I've forgotten so much less stuff lately. And it's been really nice. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. All right. I'm tossing back to you. So now that I have this big desk, I was finally able to set up a pair of studio monitors that I got. Um, there are these giant, like six inch tall by six inch deep studio monitors that, you know, when you read a three inch tweeter or three inch speaker or whatever, you assume they're going to be three inches tall, but they're mm -hmm. not. They're actually bigger than that. Um, that's just the speaker within the housing. And now that I have this big desk, I can have my studio monitors on my desk, which before I would have to constantly take them on and off. And it was super annoying because, you know, I've been mixing pretty much this whole podcast on my Sony MDR7506s, which is like an industry standard pair of headphones, but I don't like headphones that much. Mm -hmm. And I'd much rather listen on a pair of speakers and then uh, yeah, so it was just like, it just made sense to, to try and have a desk that could support that because, you know, for a lot of the work I do, you know, work, whether it's podcast mixing or occasionally like music recording or like mixing sound for movies that I'm making, having accurate monitors is really helpful for, if, you know, figuring out whether or not your audio is discernible, um, you know, prior to this, I used to do like the classic, you play it on a TV, you play it on a laptop, you play it on a phone, you play it in your car kind of test Yeah, that I learned from old Freddie Wong uh, that we 
you know, we, you and I used to do this back in high school to check every like heroics 101 episode to make sure that it wasn't just coming out of the left speaker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. And now that I, I don't have the, I can skip a couple of those steps. Cause I know like I'm playing my audio through, you know, a pair of nice balanced, pretty neutral speakers that I can mix. I'm not like a professional mixer, but I can mix it to a point where it's comfortable to listen to. And it's nice to have it just be in one place. Totally. Yeah. 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 Cannot. That is, I have, I have a couple of good pairs of headphones for that reason. Yeah. So what's your next one? All right. I'm going to do some digital tools. Um, cool. Uh, that just, just a couple that are like, yeah. So the one I'll, I'll do first is, uh, I got a new word processor. Oh, um, called Om writer, like Om, like meditation, like, haha. Um, and the reason I got this one is first of all, it's 10 bucks. And, um, I really like that because it's just like, here's the piece of software. Uh, we're not really going to update it. Um, and if we do, it's free updates for forever. Um, but what it does is it, you cannot be in it and not be in full screen. Um, mm. And what it also does is it mutes any notifications. It mutes um, pings. It just is like, nope. It, it basically puts the rest of your, your computer on background so that you, and it's also like a very uncluttered UI. Like word is very messy. And to be fair, like what Om writer can actually do, like, as far as like how it can like lay stuff out on the page, rotating like the document, like all that, that stuff that you can, and like inserting tables, all that stuff you can do on word. You absolutely can't do on this, but what it is for is literally just for you to write mm. and be writing for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately I got it after I was about 70% through my novel. So I couldn't use it for that one. Cause I was already in, in word and I, just I didn't want to like move it over and do all the formatting and nonsense, but uh -huh. um, it is an excellent tool for like limiting distractions. Um, since I have also written a novel by hand, and while that does accomplish the limitation of distractions bit, um, that shit sucks, uh, yeah. especially if you have to type it up later. So I bit the bullet. I finally moved over to being like I I write on the computer too, like. I'll probably never write poetry there, but long form prose definitely. And this mm -hmm. is so much better. Like it's because it's, it's designed for it, right? Like word is designed for writing essays and memos and making flyers and, 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 and it's not, I don't find it super conducive to like helping you like stay super focused. It feels like an office tool not a creative writing tool. Yeah. Um, so uh, having a new word processor, it's great. So yeah, Om writer, it's like 10 bucks. Um, and it has a, like the, and it goes straight to the actual developers. Right. So I'm like, this is, this is fucking great. I nice. think it would also be pretty good for essays too. Um, mm -hmm. not necessarily like the formatting. Like I, I don't think you could double space anything in that or, or get like all the fonts correct and all that. Um, cause they have their own fonts 
so they don't have to pay anybody. Um, but it's really easy to move it to like Word. So then you could like, I just spent like two very focused hours writing and boom, now it's in Word and I'm formatting it for what the professor wants, you know? Oh, nice. Very so cool. I, I would highly suggest it. Very nice. Very nice. Let's see. Uh, I think it's a couple with like another digital tool. I recently switched all of my map making to a software called Wonderdraft. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a really easy, like non-web-based map making tool. Uh, I've been using a lot of like web-based map makers for a long time, and I kind of got tired of it. <laughs> uh, just because, like you know, you're limited to the number of packs you have, and you're limited in resolution and stuff. So I spent like 30, 40 bucks to get like a software where I could have a giant high resolution map. And what really stuck out about wonder draft was the ability to, you can make your giant world map and then you can like, like, you know, like create like a bounding box. And then like when you're, when you let go, it'll create a new copy of the map. That is just that section you highlighted. Mm -hmm. So you can do finer details in that small section. Cool. which I think is really cool. Um, and it's been super useful for me because when I'm like playing a game and the party is going, you know, all over the place, I can really just focus on having broad details on the map for them. But then for me, I can kind of finitely add all my little details in and it's been super helpful. Um, super helpful. I know they have like a lot of expansions for it, which are really cool, but the base that it comes with is pretty great. So 10 out of 10 would, would recommend wonder draft. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I actually use wonder draft myself. It's very nice. Very good. Yeah. I love it. So mm-hmm. good. <sighs> What's next for you? Uh, scabbard is next for me. Oh, nice. In, in keeping with the, uh, the tabletop RPG, but uh, scabbard is basically a digital binder slash mini group wiki for you and your players um so basically what you can do is you can set up um it's where you can keep all your 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 adventures lore documents characters etc 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 for like a tabletop rpg campaign um and you can share um she can and you can share the uh the link with your players and they can go out and the cool the coolest thing about this um is that uh it hyperlinks it all connects so and it does so automatically so like if you have a proper noun like you're like the lord of cinders right like you have that and then you put that in a different and then you're like okay this is the keep of the lord of cinders and then you in the description are like the lord of cinders lives here the lord of cinders will be like uh, will be a hyperlink leading you to the lord of cinders page um the lord of cinders is definitely a dark souls thing i don't know why i kept using that but it just sprang (laughs) to mind um and it's been it's been something I used for 11 jump gates for uh, the level one podcast. Um, and both times it was so helpful. And now I'm using it for a home campaign, which is the first time I've really done that. Um, so I'm excited to see how it goes. It's not free. I mean, there is a free version, but it's a bit limited. Um, like you'd run out of space pretty quick, I think. Um, but it's pretty cheap. It, and I think it's super worth it. If you if you play a lot of games and you prep in this way, I think it's it's definitely worth worth your while. I'd say go check it out. There you go. 
Uh, next up for me is the it's a piece of software I'm still figuring out how to use, but it's the RZ, the Isotope RX Elements, uh, like noise cancellation software that they have. Uh, Ooh, it's like a pretty popular like sound thing that sound people will tell you to get. Um, and I got it one year because. You know, a friend of mine that does sound sent me a link and was like, hey, it's only 10 bucks uh, right now, so you should buy it because it's normally like 100 And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I bought it. And I didn't really have a reason to use it until like recently because I was like, oh, I actually have a reason to denoise audio. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I'm doing a lot of podcasts and stuff. Uh, and I've just been playing around with it, trying to figure out how to learn how to like denoise and clean up sound which is interesting um it's like sound editing is so interesting because like you see these like these waveforms and then you can see like these heat map looking things where you can literally photoshop out noises and it's like the coolest thing um i wish you could do that i I wish you could do it easily in video um but in sound because you're just like erasing frequencies it, it becomes super interesting to kind of remove you know like a hum or a buzz or a click you know with something and Mm -hmm. i've been trying to learn how to use it because um you know i'm one of those people that like when i get really into something i get really obsessed with trying to get a sort of like i always set like a bar for like this is how it should sound like i want to get that npr like podcast radio sound and like I don't have the tech to do that, um, but I have the software to get close to that. And so it's one of those things where it's one of those tools that um, is able to help me kind of clean up audio to a level that sounds really professional. Um, and and uh, I would only get it if it was on sale. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled, folks, for a sale. Nice, nice. How many more tools you got? Um. Well, uh there's just like a there's just like a couple i could do some like rapid shot and then you could if you have a couple left you can go and then i think we should wrap because i mean it's a pretty it's this is just us talking about fun toys we've had this year (laughs) um so i've gotten to use roll 20 a lot more this year really Mm. fun um really janky though like not an intuitive tool like yep (laughs) yikes um but for what it is, it is it is pretty useful. Um, uh, Substack and Card, which were suggestions from you, um, I've really enjoyed having a website through Card, and uh, Substack's been a nice place to just put my writing, so that like it's a place I can show, I can just send people, which has been great. And then the last one is, I love the Notes app on my phone. I just do. <laughs> I, I it's not a great tool, like it really isn't, but the right at hand like it's just always there is i like that it's it you know it's something i've been using a lot so nice yeah very nice uh in terms of rapid fire for me the big purchase i I had this year film wise was i got a 12 terabyte nas drive which for those who don't know it's just like a network nas stands for network attached storage which is like a fancy term for a server um but i don't have a server and i don't have a nas enclosure it's literally just the drive that i've been plugging into a dock and then copying all my files to because i have a lot of hard drives dating back to like middle school and 
like early high school or their drives getting back to high school with footage from middle school. And a lot of those drives from high school are starting to die. Mm. And I'm very paranoid about losing data. So I've been actively backing up everything, which, and actively trying to organize everything, which learning that if you organize, if you, if you label your files with the year, the month, and then the day, no matter how you, arrange your files they'll always be like in chronological order for the most part when you arrange by name and um it's super helpful i've been doing that lately to try and keep all my projects organized and so i don't get lost with the versions and stuff like that i i also will give a shout out to the notes app i use it literally for every, i have like 500 notes um i've been using it a lot more because i've been trying to pivot away from traditional word processing apps Mm -hmm. as well. Like I use final draft for screenwriting and I've been using that since college because that's what they had us buy to learn. Um, (laughs) I have mixed feelings on final draft. Uh, I have, I'm not using the latest version, but it works for me. I think there are better tools out there, but it works for me. So um, if you're wanting to learn to screenwrite, like get like fade in or something or Highland, those are two great tools that I don't use enough. Um, and then uh, I was a beta tester for a website called Shot Deck, hmm. which is kind of like Film Grab, which is basically like a website for high resolution film stills. Um, but Shot Deck is run is like, you know, you pay a small fee every month and you get access to like some pretty great stills from like a lot of movies and not just like, like, like one still every couple of scenes. It's like, pretty there's a pretty robust amount of stills from it and it's it what's great about it is that it has like a really sick like tagging system so you can see like what they shot it on who's in the scene who was the dp who was the director etc 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 i mostly use it because one i was a beta tester so i have a sick membership deal for life but also it's really great for pulling references to like show people i'm working with on set Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is the kind of lighting I want. This is the kind of frame I want. And it's been super helpful to communicate that to people. Uh, so there's that. And then there's this other tool that I recently discovered called, um, it's just called colorhunt.co. It's like a color palette building tool. Um, it's like s- super simple, but it's like super fun. Like you could spend all day just building color palettes, but I found that it was incredibly useful for like, telling friends like these are the color palettes i would like you know like this art piece to be colored within the these are the these are the color palettes i want the room of this person's apartment to feel in the movie and that's probably been the most useful tool i've found that i've used the most on just like an everyday basis for filmmaking uh otherwise uh i mean i got an adobe subscription again (laughs) <laughs> oh i want to be done with that yeah i uh I, I bit the bullet and i and i got an adobe subscription uh i get that i get it there's yeah so little that is comparable but it's yeah ugh. it i just kind of had to do it because of the other show which uh and and then it kind of worked out because now i don't have to you know click render every time i make an edit on our audio files so that's true yeah you know it 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 it's paying for itself <laughs> yeah i mean it yeah it's adobe the adobe suite is like the microsoft office suite there's it's it's pretty ubiquitous in a lot of senses yeah. and it's not really the best that's out there but it's so standard if that makes sense 
100%. Yeah. 100%. But. Yeah. Anyways. And, yeah. That's our toys for 2121. Those are yep. the toys we've been playing with because we're weird, nerdy adults. Yep. <laughs> we're weird, nerdy adults with jobs and we can afford to gift ourselves things at any time of the year. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. It's this, <sighs> it's, it's this sort of stuff and my magic, the gathering addiction. Oh, goodness. That's like me and hard drives i don't want to talk about it (laughs) yeah all right well that's it for this week folks uh you can see what movies i'm watching on letterboxd at derek aiello and dane where can we find you and your work you can find me uh online at danewrites.com where you can find my writing podcasts some music and i guess my twitter i i still don't really use that much but but it's 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 there yeah I tag him sometimes when I post from the Dane and Derek Twitter account. Yeah. I don't yeah. like, and it's not because I don't like our show. It's that I just, I never go on. It always makes me feel bad. I don't like social yeah. media. Tw- 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 Twitter's a mood. We could do a whole episode about Twitter. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We really do. Uh, well, next time. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out folks. We'll see you next week.